And welcome to episode 360 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Nancy, and this is the only podcast that says... They all have husbands and wives and children and houses and dogs, and you know, they've made themselves a part of something. And they can talk about what they do. What am I going to say? I killed the president of Paraguay with a fork? How have you been? (laughs) What is that? It's from Gross Point Blank. Oh, okay. It's been a minute since I've seen that one. It was while, while you were, after you came home, I was, I actually watched the end of it. Ain't that the one with his sister in it too? Yeah. And she's like, on one line, she's telling him how to assassinate each uh, somebody, and then on the other line, she's talking about making beef stew or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always like her. Joan Cusack's funny. Yeah, Joan Cusack is funny. <laughs> but yeah, she, yeah, she's in it, and, um... Mini Driver. Yeah, see, I don't like her. Uh, Dana Aykroyd's She's in it. She's very wishy-washy. She can be, yeah. Like, depending on the role. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Mini Driver either, but she's good in this movie. Mm. That's not the reason I like it. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's Q- the Cusack it's siblings. The Q- it's the Cusack siblings. Well, I mean, particularly, like, you know, it's John. Especially I mean, John, yeah. yes. Mm. Yeah. I can't believe that dude ain't married. Yeah, yeah. He's like the Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, why? Like, Hollywood women, uh, you're missing out. Well, unless he's like Anthony Michael just an asshole. Which is a possibility. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know anything about John Cusack other than like what I see from him in movies. I'm like, he could be a complete dick in yeah. real life. Exactly, because that's a lot of a reason why a lot of them aren't, because yeah. they're just assholes. And Hollywood women are like, mm, I don't know, though. I don't know his circle of friends. I'd like to be in it, but whatever. Yeah. We have a special guest. Yes, well, not really. <laughs> Ahsoka is sitting in a chair. Nancy thinks it's the cutest thing ever. It is. It's so cute watching her sit in a chair. Yeah. She's my little lady. So, how, how, how have you been? I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it may incriminate me. Oh, okay. We don't want to talk about work. No, I don't. That's why no. I don't want to answer it. Yeah. But that's how I've been. Yeah. But home's been good. Hmm? Being at home is like when I'm home, I'm like, Because ah. I've been to you, what, 10, 15, 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm good. Got my TV switched around, so I'm like ecstatic. Well, you, you did binge watch all the latest season of, uh, it's a fly. Sorry. What's in my you, face? You did binge watch the, the latest season of Shameless. Oh my god, yes. You know what? I didn't miss Fiona. No. I, di- I just, I didn't. I, I, I don't want to say I wasn't a fan, but she wasn't my favorite. Right. I, she was just there for me. Yeah. Now, everybody's like, oh, she was the glue that kept the family together and blah, blah. I'm like, apparently not, because I think it works well without her. Yeah. And I'm hoping they do, like, maybe another season or two. Yeah. I don't think they can continue too much longer. I mean, you know. But I'm hoping they go just a couple more seasons just to prove that it, they can do it. Because I thought all the other characters and their dynamics work well with Otter. Well, not with Otter, but, like, it 
I don't think the show suffered because she wasn't there. Right. She was mentioned a lot, so right. it was nice because a lot of times when characters leave shows, you're like, why, where'd they go? Like her friend V, mm-hmm. you know, she mentioned her, how, you know, she missed her, and a couple of the siblings were like, you know, wish Fiona was here. So it was nice that she was still mentioned, but it wasn't, right. it, to me, it wasn't necessary to have her there. Right. Now, sometimes you'd be like, oh, what would Fiona do? Well, she'd probably fuck it up. Yeah. And they're already fucking it up. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Very funny. I thought it was a very funny season. Yeah. Yeah, because I love... um, uh, What's his face and Mickey? Them two just... Oh, my God. Them two characters kill me. You don't watch it. That's a shame. You really should. You like them jackass movies like I do. Or shows. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's just, it's one of those things that like I feel like I feel like that show is like in the same. I don't want to say in the same vein, but like in my mind, it's in like that same place of like, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. See, I never got into that. I was well, my nephew told me to watch that, and I watched the first couple episodes. I couldn't get into it. And I feel like that show, like at this point, it's like that show's the same way for me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get in. The, it's always sunny, because it's like it's so far along, and like I tried going back to the first season. It's like, yeah, I, I the same thing with the IT crowd. I couldn't get into that, and I feel like like Shameless is probably at this point like the same thing for me. Like I just um, I don't I don't think I could really get into it at this point. I I think there's enough characters and enough issues going on that it could hold your interest for some of those. You yeah. know what I mean? Because not everything you're going to be like, I can't wait to see what happens with this and that. You know, but, there's enough to hold your interest. Right. But there are other things like, like okay, Community just came on Netflix. Hmm. And I really want to watch that. So, like, it's one of those things where, like, I, I, I really want to see that show, even though, like, it's well past its cool point. What you, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, it, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like that show that, like... When it was on, everybody talked about it. Oh, you mean with in general? With in a, general, okay, yeah. Okay, I like thought every, you meant with you. I'm like, if you've no. never seen it. Yeah, no, it's like, but everybody talked about it when it was on. It was like, oh, you got to watch Community. Right. You know, it's the coolest thing on TV, blah, blah, yakety schmackety. And I never saw it. <laughs> and now it's like, it's on Netflix and it's like, well, I should give this a try. Yeah. But it, it's also like, like who am I going to talk to about it? It's like Modern Family. Like, yeah. I want to watch it so bad, but everybody's, like, done with it because yeah. it's done. And I'm like, but I want to watch it. Yeah, Yeah, because most shows you get into when they're, like, halfway through if you're going to watch it if right. you didn't start from the beginning. Like, and there are, but there are shows that, like, I mean, you know, I didn't start with The Office from the beginning. but I, Me neither. I started that with season three. Yeah. You know, Parks and Rec I didn't pick up from the beginning. No. Thirty Rock, I didn't pick up from the beginning, but those are all those are three shows right there that are like comfort food for me. Like I've seen every single episode, and I could just pick up anywhere and just yeah. you know, and just enjoy. Yeah, like if there's a rerun, you're like, I oh, I remember this episode. Yeah, or just like on Netflix, like I I don't want to think, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to concentrate on this. Nope. I'm putting on Parks and Rec. Well, that and Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> Arrested Development's the same way. Yeah. But so like there are, there are shows like that, but and I think Community could become that, like another one of those shows where it's like it's comfort food per se. See, I don't. You're like more interested or more worried about like picking it up and watching it and who I'm going to discuss it with. 
I don't give a crap. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to discuss it with anybody. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, who did I talk to about Prison Break? Ain't nobody I knew watched that show, and yeah. I was all into that. Yeah, so you talked to me about it. <laughs> and I had, ended up having to watch it. Yeah, but we only had the one TV at the time, in yeah. my defense, so you were had to suffer through some yeah. of the episodes. Same with Lost. Yeah, so. Yeah. Both of those shows I started on season two, too. Yeah. Because remember, uh, when season one ended, I waited till the box sets came out. Yeah. Powered through the box sets before the second season started. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's what I did. I, I powered through. Shameless. I mean, with the free showtime, that helped. I didn't yeah. have to wait for it to come on Netflix. Right. So I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. You're head of the game. I am head of the game. But now I'm going to be like, when it comes out on Netflix, I'm going to be like... Aw, yeah. I already seen it. I already it. watched this. I already watched it. Damn it. I don't watch it again. Yeah. What did you watch? Last night I watched Angel Has Fallen. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the third in the Fallen series. The third. And final? Yeah. It might be, yeah. Hmm. Gerard Butler's getting old. You hush your mouth. <laughs> What? You're getting old. Well, I, I'm not denying that for a second. I posted a picture of me from 1991. And I was like, damn, I am getting old. Look at all that hair. Look at that mullet. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Look at that Look at that flowing mullet. The football picture. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, God. He's reminiscing. You are spending way too much time no, at home, my friend. No, it was. it's one of those things where like people were posted it for the 2020 class. I yeah. know. But, um... I don't have one to post, so. Yeah. I don't have a senior picture. Sniff. Tear. I don't care. Okay. I voided those. Yeah, I, no, I mean, so did I. Like, I, I, that's why I don't have a senior picture either, but I mean, yeah. I saw that. I mean, I have pictures from when I was young and, yeah. you know, but I, I didn't give a crap about shit like that. I wanted to know where my next cigarette was coming from behind the bleachers. I didn't give a crap about seeing. They called my name. I'm like, oh, I can go sneak out for the smoke because they don't know where I'm going. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I this you know, the, the great the great thing about these movies has been that they they understand completely that they are blatantly ripping off other movie franchises. More than one. Well, like the first one, um, Olympus Has Fallen, was basically Die Hard in the White House. Really? Yeah, like it's a really good movie, and it's like it's a, a blatant rip off of Die Hard. And it's Gerard Butler. Yeah. And Aaron Eckhart in the first one. Ooh. He's in the first two. I like Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Would he make a better John McClane? No. Not Aaron Eckhart. The... No. No. But Gerard Butler's like really good in it. Yeah. And like the second one was clearly like a, a ripoff of like Die Hard 3. And this was clearly a ripoff of The Fugitive. Oh, okay. Because the whole premise is, you know, Gerard Butler, he's a Secret Service agent. And he's guarding the president, and he's accused of trying to assassinate the president, and he escapes, and he's on the run, trying to prove he's innocent. I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah, it's called The Fugitive. Oh. <laughs> you know, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. I don't remember him trying to kill the president, No, though. no. He but was I mean, running because he was accused of killing his wife. Yeah, but the, it's the same basic <laughs> premise, though, is my point. Like, they've made no bones that they're ripping off these other movies. Okay. They, and they don't care, but they're going to... No, I'm saying I remember seeing a movie where someone was accused of trying to kill I, the president, and he wasn't. Okay, I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of those, but... 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But this was a, I'm saying but what this you're was, saying is right. Right, but this is clearly like a, a ripoff of The Fugitive of yeah. how everything goes down. and like It, it was... It, I it, always loved that scene with in The Fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford in the tunnel. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I didn't kill my wife. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. And you're just like, right in that moment, you're like, you're right. He doesn't care. He, he just doesn't. wants to get his guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just love that scene. Yeah. Because then he jumps and he's like... The yeah. look on his face is like he, he jumped. Yeah, I can't believe he jumped. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's okay. So, anyways, I mean, it's a it's a fun movie. I'm I'm not gonna tell you it's, it's Shakespeare by any stretch of the imagination, but it's yeah, it's a fun movie. She's driving me crazy. She is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ahsoka. I'm sorry. Just, she's driving me crazy right now. But so it's a, it's a, it was just a, a fun movie. It's a fun action movie. You know, it's got Danny Hudson in it. And I forget how good of a badass Danny Hudson can Danny be. Danny Hudson. Why do I know that name? Why do I... Who is that? Oh, he's been in a bunch of shit. <laughs> he, he's a that guy. Yeah. In, in many, he's an it dude. Yeah. Like, he, he's, he's never, like, the main character. I, at first, I thought you said he's a fat guy. I'm like, no. oh, that's not what he said. No. Uh, Danny Hudson. I know that name. I can't place the face. Ahsoka. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. That's him. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. always the creepy dude. Yeah, he, he's been in a thousand and one movies. Yeah. Um, that smirk. But he's a very good actor. Oh, yeah. And he's a very... Oh, he, he portrays an asshole very well. Yeah. And, uh, you know... And, and he's probably the nicest guy you yeah. ever met. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, he's like, again, he's like really good in this movie, though. He likes to deliver bad news. Yeah. Yeah, like you can see him, <laughs> like you know like that guy that yeah. delivers the bad news. Yes, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I'm, I get this grin on my face, so yeah, yeah. He, but he's like this great actor who, like, he just gets these like little roles and, yeah. and this, that, and the next thing. He's a constantly Probably acting. Probably freaking billionaire because of that. I'm, I'm sure he lives a very nice life because of it. Sure, mm. we'll never know. No, we won't. But I mean, but that's how guys like that do it, though. Like they, they, yeah. they'll they'll pick up anything. You know, they'll do five movies a year. And, I would do that. You know. I mean, if I was an actor, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be in it. Eh, I don't care. Put you out there. Yeah. I mean, I you would, there, at a, some point you would know you're not going to headline your own movie, so why not? Right. But there's a difference. Like you know, Nicolas Cage puts out five movies a year. Four of them are probably shit, and the fifth one's probably. Okay, well, you know what? That's a bad example because uh, in his prime, Nicolas Cage was oh, yeah, a is... box office draw. So you, you can't yeah. only throw Nicolas Cage out there. But I can. Come on now. But I can because... He's related to the Coppolas. You can't do that. But you can because he puts out like five or six movies a but year I, that are I can't, all awful. You can't put him in that category for me. He's not the it guy because the it guy is like that well, well, where yeah. he's in everything where Nicolas Cage is not. Yeah. And, 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 Right, you're, I mean, you're right. Nicholas Cage is not a that guy, but you're right. Denny Hudson probably makes three or four movies a year. He's like a side character or the villain. He's never the star. He's never going to be the, the leading man. But he's a guy who probably makes a good living doing what he does. I agree. There's a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is paying off gambling debts. Oh, my God. Would you get, <laughs> what is with you and Nicholas Cage? Leave the I'm poor just, man alone. Just saying. I like Nicolas Cage. So, so yeah. you know. I did. Well, yeah, I can't. At one time. I, I liked his movies when he was in the prime. There was a point where he just started going downhill for yeah. me, where I was like, what the fuck is this anyways? There was that one movie I watched of his, and I'm like, 
was it but, knowing or something like that? I was like, what? Halfway through it, I'm still like, what the fuck? About? It was like watching Babylon AD. No, no, no. It, the, one, the, one that, the one that killed Nicolas Cage for me was uh, Shanghai Surprise. See, I didn't even watch that one. Yeah, that was a piece of shit. And I think knowing is what it did for me. Yeah, and I, and I think that was one that we, like, that was back in the day when we still got, like, D- DVDs from Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I put that in a queue and everything. Like, yeah. we waited for it. And <laughs> when I got it, I was like... Wow, that's going that's just, back. That's just returned this quickly. It's like I was talking to somebody the other day about getting a, a Nintendo Switch. And they were like, you don't have a Nintendo? I said, yeah, I got a Wii and I got a Wii U. And they're like, Wii U? And I'm like, yeah, don't ask. It was the only thing available when I was upgrading. But I said, back in the day, when you got Netflix and you wanted to do the streaming, you had to put that disc in. Yeah. And they're looking at me like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It really, I think I still have the disc. You probably do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, yeah, with the Wii, you had to have a disc you put into it to yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, when you started streaming at all, it didn't yeah. matter if it was the Wii or not. I don't, well, I mean, the only thing we ever streamed, though, was, was the Wii. Like, we didn't stream on a computer or anything. Right. I'm talking about in our home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, yeah. the only, that, was that was what we streamed on was the Wii. Yeah. And that's why I had to upgrade because everything about that Wii worked except Netflix. Yeah. And that was, like, basically what I used for back then. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's what it, it ended up becoming was just a Netflix machine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can, like, just turn on TV and there's Netflix now. Yeah. yeah you don't have to worry about that. But, like, that's... Yeah, I could get Netflix on our cable box if I wanted to <laughs> yeah, do it that Yeah, you could way. do it from the app on the TV. Yeah. All of our TVs are smart TVs. All you can do is hit Netflix on the remote and it's there. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> is she hungry? I don't, I don't know. She's, like, going insane down there. Yeah, that's weird that you said that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was knowing that did it for me. It was like that Numbers movie. I, he was just... It was awful. Yeah. I don't even think I finished it. Which was weird. The, the, the man, the man's at this point made more turds than he has diamonds. No, he has, but you can't, yeah. you can't compare him to a, that guy because in his prime, I couldn't wait to see the new Nicolas Cage movies. You know, with the face off and the you know Con Air. I, I absolutely adored that man back then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's jump in the old show proper here. A couple. Of, Already. A couple of tidbits to cover. Yeah. Tidbits. Tidbits. I didn't get a chance to look for weird news again this week. Just I was just so busy at work, I had no chance. That's fine. You're not. I'm just, I. I had one day off between last show and today, so. Okay. What was that? A wave? Semi. So um. When we were kids. Oh God! He is reminiscing, folks. No, I'm not reminiscing. I'm just taking taking you to a place so you understand where the story's coming from. I know. When we were kids, you like one of those things that you looked forward to was like the Saturday or the Sunday movie on like CBS, NBC, ABC. You remember those? Um, no, because my dad was watching Mom Paw Kettle okay. and um not Lauren Hardy, the other two. Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello movies. That's what we were allowed to watch on Sundays after church. Okay, but this was Sunday night. We weren't allowed to watch TV on Sunday night because Monday was school. 
Okay. We we were very we were very like, restricted with our TV watching when me and my sister were kids. Like, so. like Sunday night was like like Sunday at seven o'clock was like the Disney Sunday movie. I can't tell you. And then I at, don't know. And then at nine o'clock was like the ABC. You know, I was in bed by then. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Well, my dad had his agendas. <laughs> and that was our cl- agenda. Clearly. Well, for a very long time, networks had. Like oh the their weekend movie, mm-hmm. and like it was like one of those things where like like if you didn't see it in a theater, you had to wait for it to come on like you know, and you didn't have HBO, you had to wait for it to come yeah. on the know. HBO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was one HBO yeah, fucking channel. Just the HBO. Yeah. You could have got it descrambled and have lines through it, but you'd see it. So you waited for it to come on network television. Mm-hmm. And you'd watch it that well, way. I knew about it. Right. I'm just saying we weren't allowed to watch. There was right. one TV in our house, and my dad had control of it, especially at night. Right. And <laughs> the like, news was more important than right. any movie. So, but this was so this was something that, like, from my childhood, resonates because this was something that we did do. Like, you look forward to like the Sunday movie or the Saturday movie, the see what it was, and you know, hopefully, it was a movie you hadn't seen in the theater, and so you got to see it for mm-hmm. the first time. Well, because of the coronavirus outbreak, you know, many shows had to end their filming early. And, like, they're already, like, The Walking Dead, like, they had just had their se- season finale. Mm-hmm. Several other shows are having their se- season finales, like, this week or, or so. So, like, like, normally when you, like, when these shows be wrapping up in May, like, like they normally do, they're wrapping up much earlier because they've had to stop filming. So, it kind of reminds me of when we had the writer's strike. A little bit, yeah. So, to com- to combat what is now going to become a problem of filling time in their programming because they don't have any, CBS is bringing back the CBS Saturday Evening Movie. Huh. Now, is that going back to old school and pulling them movies out of the closet? Or is this like... Well, here's the lineup, okay? They- they- they've got a lineup for five weeks. Um, Saturday, May 3rd. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No shit. Well, not that I can't watch it any time. Right. That's like exciting. <laughs> Saturday, May 10th, Forrest Gump. Oh my God. Saturday, May 17th, Mission Impossible. Mm. Saturday, May 24th, Titanic. And Saturday at 8 p.m., Saturday, May 31st at 8 p.m., Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Jeez, all them I have on DVD. Why couldn't they put yeah. one I don't have on DVD? And, it, and I'm going to assume there's commercials. Yeah, this is, this is going to yeah. be commercials and edit, edited. I mean, it's exciting, but it's like... Mm. Well, it's like it's like one of those weird things where, like... It, it, like it, makes, it gives me, like, that, that weird feeling of, like, oh, I remember when this used to be exciting. Yeah. You know, and I get why they're doing it, and I'm sure they're, ex- they're not expecting any sort of rating whatsoever. No. You know, because one... This is going to be old people watching this. Yeah. Ones that don't know how to work a... DVD or even own one. They still have VHSs. Yeah, so hey, Ethel, <laughs> exactly. Give me, give me that VHS of Titanic. We got like, that Indiana Jones on TV. Yeah. Well, when they start bringing back the Saturday morning morning cartoons, I'll start getting jazzed. You know, Bugs Bunny and Pink Panther and stuff like that. Like when it used to air, not yeah. Like three o'clock in the morning when you can catch a half hour on some odd channel now. That's yeah. when I'll get excited. I 
is one of those things that, like, it. There, there are two things that I, I, I get why they took him away, but I don't get it either. And that's the death of the Saturday morning cartoon and the death of the soap opera and the death of the game show. I thought they still had those. Well, like, like soap operas are... are like, I know CBS still has the bold and the beauty of, of all because for some reason, I don't know what I'm logged into on my phone. Every now and then I get an update, like a notification about CBS and the bold and the beautiful. I'm like, I've never watched a soap opera in my life. Why am I getting these notifications about yeah. this? <laughs> like, I, I know, like, there are some, you know, soap operas that are still, like, I, I think Days of Our Lives is still on. No shit. Yeah. Uh, like, I... Mm. I Think General Hospital. Wow. Yeah. Like, some of the long-running ones are, are still around just because they've been around forever in their institutions. But for the most part, like, they've gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> <laughs> the dodo. The dodo. The dodo. And, like, and as not, of, like... Not to be confused with the dojo. Not to be... No. But, like, it's, like, funny, like, like, daytime TV now is, like, talk shows. Right. It's nothing but talk shows. And that's why I don't watch daytime TV. Right. Oh, well, I'm never home in a day, but right. still. But, like, it's like, it's like this, this weird thing of, like, where network TV is, like, everything is a talk show. Where it used to be, like, you, like I used to like, love getting up on, like, a weekday morning because you'd watch, like, The Joker's Wild and, like, you know. Um, yeah, but the other downfall is that at nighttime, there's all these fucking talk shows, too. Yeah. So you can't win. Right. you got them couple hours... In the early evening, like around eight o'clock, whatever, where you got a couple shows that are like actually worth watching or recording. In right. my defense, but it's just it's it's funny to me that like like you know I, I, the, the the Saturday morning cartoon went away, and they and now that's just filled with like infomercials or like political talk shows. Yeah, where they would probably get more ratings and more watchers if they put that shit back on. Right, and. You know, the other side of that is, like, during the week, it's, like, nothing but, like, The View and The Talk and Rachel Ray and Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, and God. Like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a line, it's a minefield out there. <laughs> but, like, you, but, like, back in the day, like, I said, like you'd, you'd love to wake up and watch those game shows. I really wasn't a game show person either. Oh, I, oh, press your luck was the shit. Was that the one, Big Money, Big Money, Big Money? No whammies? No, whammies. No whammies, Big Never Bucks? Never watched that. Oh, one. yeah. Um, my mom would watch, um, The Price is Right. Yeah. And. Which is still Wheel of Fortune. And Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, when they used to get the money, and they would, like, spin that thing, and they'd be picking out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and they'd have to, you know, spend the money on prizes. Yes. Yes. That's when she watched it. Yeah. And then. Because you get three games a wheel, and then, you know, like, they, they play three games, and then, like, you know, whoever had the most at the end got to go to the, you know, the. The final thing. Yeah. And the other one she liked to watch was that one where they had the two contestants and the celebrity panels, and they had to say whether or not what that celebrity was saying was right with whatever he was... Ma- what is that? The match game? Not the match game. It was... Yeah, ma- oh, well, no, match game. Not match game. It was... I think it always had Richard Dawson or something. I can't remember. It had the four celebrities down here, the four celebrities up. You know yeah, what that I mean? was Match Game. Was that Match Game? That was Match Game. Yeah, she liked that one too. Oh, Match Game was That one was shit. amusing. But we also watched The Nick at Night when it was really good when you had like 
the many loves of Dobie Gillis, the monkeys, right. Mr. Stuff like that is what we watched. But that was later in the evening yeah. when, like, we didn't have school. Yeah, but, like, during the day, like, match game was the shit. Yeah, that one was funny. I did like to sit in on that when I was allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, was that Richard Dawson that was in that? That was Richard Dawson yeah. that was in that, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, yeah. Because I always imagine being the contestants in that time <clears throat> with those actual celebrities. Yeah. Because they weren't my celebrities, but they were celebrities. So yeah. I always met. I'd be on this game show with these celebrities. I'd be like, giddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, they're right, they're right. I would never say they were wrong, yeah. you know? Well, because, well, Match Game was always, it was like. Gene, um, oh god, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But the host would like read, yes. a, read a question, and he'd yes. be like, you know, you know, Mi- Big Millie, so and so was so fat, and the crowd would be like, how fat was she? She was so fat when she backed up, you heard a blank. You know, yes, and, and, you know, like, yes. and, and then the celebrities would like, you know, yes. they'd write their they'd answer write their down, down, and then you know, then yes. you had to give your answer, and then they see if you match them. Well, what was the other one, too, also with all the celebrities with the, the big box, and it was X and O's? And no, it Hollywood Squares. That, that, oh, yeah. I didn't like that one because of the person with the dummy. That freaked me out. Oh, yeah. Who was that? I and that remember. other chick with the big hair. Yeah. I'm she, not... They always made a cartoon character out of her with something. I think Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller, God, that yeah. voice got on my nerves. Funny, but her voice got on my nerves. Yeah. Yeah, Phyllis Diller. But who was the one with that puppet? Oh, I can't remember. That. He always made the rounds. Yeah, and you know what? And you knew who the it celebrity was because they were right smack in the middle. Oh yeah, because that one always got picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then whenever they brought it back, like I remember, like they brought it back one time, and it was like with Whoopi Goldberg. So Whoopi was always the center square. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, it was like in the nineties. They brought it back. Uh, and, I wasn't watching yeah. much TV then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we weren't really that. I mean, that was like the the match game was like the big thing. But we were we always liked um at night. What was that one? Um, Ronan Martin's laughing. I would sneak out of my bedroom and sit in the hallway to watch that when my mom was watching it. Holy fuck! I loved that show. It was on Nick at Night, but I loved I, it. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, holy hell! What? Like, I watched Ronan Martin's laughing too, but that was like. I came on like after Captain Pitt on Channel Twenty Two during oh, the I day. Had, I, had, yeah. I had to sneak out and watch it. I loved that show. <sighs> uh, Gordy Hawn was hysterical in that. Talk it to me. <laughs> At the very end, when they'd all be sticking their head out yeah. of the boxes saying funny stuff, that was always the good part. And whenever they'd be throwing water at each other, that was funny. Like they'd be standing there talking, all of a sudden, water comes. You're gonna reminisce about the Carol Burnett show. <gasps> I love the Carol Burnett show. Oh, God, you can actually watch her on Amazon Prime. Yeah, along with uh, I think Mama's no is Mama's family on that. Maybe not. Yeah, I love the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. She'd always do that ear thing. Yeah, <laughs> sweeping with her little mop and bucket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Wait, don't say reminisce and not let me reminisce now. Okay, I'm sorry. But uh, next up, we should uh, jump into our top fives for the week. Okay, you go first, because I went first last week, I think. No, you, I went first last week. Oh. Oh. Um. 
Well, my top five, again, is my top five. Okay. So the thing to remember is, remember, folks, is we are doing completely separate top fives of, of topics that neither of us know what the other ones is. And, um, you know, again, this is based upon our own personal taste, not taste makers across the, the world. Right. No right. lit. This is my list. Right. Um, now, my top five is going to come with a quote for each one. So okay. you have to bear with me while I read because I didn't write it all down. It's too much with some of them. So. Okay. My, I'm going to be naming my top five X-Men. Okay. Top five X-Men. 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 Now, just, just uh, does this in- include all X categories like X-Force, you know, just X-Men that Just, I've seen okay. personally. Okay. So if there's like other ones out there that I have never seen because I don't read all the comics, I don't read the new mutants, I don't, you know what I mean? Okay. It's just based on who I've seen Okay. in comic TVs or read in comic books. Okay. So, okay. My fifth one, and I know you're going to be like, <clears throat> I can't believe he's so far down on the list, but um, Magneto. Okay. Because I, I just, Magneto is a fantastic character. Now I'm going to read his quote. Okay. I lived with vengeance my whole life. Ever since I was a child, I lost everyone I ever loved, so I hurt people. Yes, killed people. Killed whatever I thought would make the pain go away. It didn't, no matter how many souls I sent under, so I stopped. Which I think these quotes like say just a little bit about these characters. Okay, I'm taking that. That's from... Dark Phoenix? I don't know what it's from, but I know he says he was talking to Jean Grey at the time. Okay. Now, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and I'm hoping... Because I know his name is Eric something, but what, how do you pronounce his last name? Let me see it. Le- Le- Eric Lesnar. Lesnar. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Now, the only thing I'm going to touch upon on here, because you could like write, like, and they have, books about these people. Um, the reason I like... Um, Magneto is because I mean he's badass I think all five of mine are badass but he has uh, magnetic telekinesis I can't pronounce that word telekinesis no magnet magnetic kinesis okay metal manipulation flight force field protection metallic metallic bonding and metal sense the metal sense is what fascinates me about him like he can just sense right. metal he can manipulate he is very powerful like, I wouldn't want him against me. No. And anything I've ever seen in the movies, the comics, and ever read about him, he's a very powerful mutant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like the men that have played him. Yes. In the live action. So that that's a bonus for me, too. I, I do think, I mean, it's a, it's a fine choice. Um I always found Magneto interesting because he's just the the other side of the coin to Charles Xavier. Yes, yes, which he's in one of my he's in my list somewhere, but not my top. Right. Just don't worry about it. Okay, but like you know, I always find him him interesting in that aspect, even in the comic books. Um, you but, know, he's, I, but I don't exactly consider him like when you say the opposite, the other side of the coin of Professor. I don't think like he does some questionable things. To, in my eyes, I don't think he's evil. And I don't consider him a villain. Well, that's what makes a great villain. In all honesty, like, it, that's what makes a great villain. Like, me and Ian have discussed it many times. Like, you listen to, um, 
what was his name from the Avengers? Captain no, Iron Man? No, the, the in the last two movies. Oh, right? the dude with the glove. Yeah. Oh my god, now you got me thinking. Just go. But anyway, like you listen to him and you kind of think to yourself, maybe he's right. Yeah. And that's the thing yeah. about Magneto. Yeah. What he's doing, he believes he's doing for the good of men. All men. Well, he, he's doing and mutants. He's, he's doing what he... Magneto's, Magneto's always doing what he thinks is in the, in the best interest of mutant kind. Right. Which he, Which, in, in sense, is good for everybody. Not really. Yes. I think so. I That's the way I take it. There are many instances where... Mag- Thanos, by the way. Thanos, yeah. Sorry. Thank it, you. it popped into my head. There are many instances where Magneto does not give a oh, damn I, about human I kind. agree. I agree. But it's, in what can the do to say whole scheme kind? of thing, if you think about it, if you, like... Like, especially when they were doing, like, the Days of Future Past stuff like that as a young Eric. He had good in him. He has good in him. He does, but again, he's always going to be looking out more for mutant kind than he is oh, for, I agree with for humankind. I agree, but there's that slight little bit in him that yeah. he does care. You know, he, he, he's homeos superior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I just I just really enjoy I I always, I've always enjoyed Magneto. Yeah. He's a very interesting character. He's a well-written character. Over the years, he's you know he's become a very uh, complex character. Uh, yeah, and he, I think he's he's, uh, he's no mustache rolling villain by any stretch of the imagination. No, but I do like his um, like the way him and Xavier play off each other. Yeah, even in the comics, I yeah. always like that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. he, he's my number five. I know you're like can't believe he's further up the list, but you'll see. No, I'm not questioning Because I know well. you know my number one already. Yeah, well, we, all, hard, we all do. It's hard to do my number ones with you. Okay, so I'm doing something very interesting. Oh, boy. I'm doing the next five. What? The next five. The next five of what? So going all the way back to episode 197 of the oh Pittsburgh Nerd God. Podcast. Me and Ian did our top ten albums oh of all time. And... I've always wanted to revisit that and do the next ten. Well, I'm doing the next five. I don't even remember what your first ten was. Well, I'll give you the first ten real quick. Okay. I'm just going to go through them real quick. So the original list, the original, my top five albums of all time. At ten, Supertramp, Breakfast in America. Nine, Genesis, The Land Lies Down on Broadway. Eight, Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love. Seven, Rush, Moving Pictures. Six, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Five, Bruce Springsteen, The River. Four, Asia. Three, Depeche Mode, Violator. Two, Queen, A Kind of Magic. Only Violator or not the... No, never mind, Violator. Go ahead. Yeah. And at number one, Led Zeppelin two. So that's the top five. So the list I'm going to give you now is going to be 15 to 11. Okay? Basically. So starting at... Number five on my on this list, which would be number fifteen. 15 yeah, I get it. Thirty seconds to Mars, <laughs> their first album. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, that's in your top fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time believing that. Why? Well, first of all, you never I never hear you listening to it. I've listened to it plenty in my car. <laughs> in your car. Okay. Sure. Okay. Whatever. But okay, I'm gonna. Def- you're like all like I can't believe you picked this. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Well, whatever. Like every time I said the last time I wanted to go, you're oh god. Well, because they don't play this shit. The further away you get from the good albums, like let's face facts, three very good albums, 
one meh album, and that last album was a piece of okay, shit. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Before okay. you continue, I have a question for you. Sure. What number and placement would you put 30 Seconds to Mars as one of your favorite bands? I don't know. I've never thought of that. I would say they're probably in my top 25. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I just... You, you threw me with that one because it's like... And they're not all shit, by the way. It's just their first one was that fucking fantastic. Okay, so... Well, the first three are very, very good. And this one is fantastic. Because it's got... I mean, Capricorn, Edge of the Earth, Buddha for Mary, Echelon, Which End of the is, Beginning. Yeah. If, if you want to hear a great 30 Seconds to More song, yeah. Echelon is the one to listen to. Welcome to the Universe. Like, Edge of the Earth is my favorite 30 Seconds to More song. Like, it disappoints me I've never heard them play that live. It really does. I always wanted to hear Buddha for Mary live. Yeah. Because that little thing he does in the middle toward the end there. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. When they when he has the conversation with the girl. Yeah. Oh, love that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like, a, it's a fantastic album. And it's like, it's Anybody fun- that asks me about that, I'm always say, eh. Go listen to their first one. Right. Don't listen to the shit they play now. I'm not saying it's shit. You know what I'm saying. Right. But it's like, it's, it's funny, like, because that is like... Hard rock alternative, in my opinion. Like, they, they hit, like, a, a note that really struck with me. And, like, I have you, thank you to thank for getting me into them. Do you remember when I was looking for that CD? I do. You're like... It took me forever to find that CD. Nobody had it. Do you have I was the, like, fuck! Do you know 30 Seconds to Mars? Yeah. No. Nobody knew who 30 Seconds to Mars was. Yeah. Nobody. I'd go into, like, places that sold... You have 30 seconds, and they're like, who is that? Yeah. I'm like, you, you, the place in the mall. Yeah. You literally, this is your life, music. You don't know. Oh, yeah. I was so frustrated over that, because there was no just downloaded off the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody well, there, there was, was but you were also just going to give your, your computer herpes at the same time. Hmm? Yeah, well, you could download it from the internet, but you're just going to give your computer herpes oh, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. LimeWire. Oh, believe me. <laughs> other than... Send me an angel. The kill was the second song I downloaded on yeah. LimeWire. So, but like in my opinion, like this this is a masterpiece of an album. Like because you can listen to beginning, yeah, to beginning end. to end. There's not a bad song. Not on Not a bad song. But like, and it's like it's weird. Like when you listen to like how the music is progressing. Like I said the second album's very good. The third album's very good. The fourth album's like meh, meh. But like it's this like last one. I think like I I think the problem that Jared Leto is having right now is he can't get into the fact that he's getting old. You can't play for seventeen year olds and make good music. You know right. what I mean? Like he's he's and trying to get that kind of fan base, and it's like no, you need. It's, and, but it's like it's funny to me. Like with each progressing album, they got further away from this yes, sound. They did. They did. You I know, agree with you on that. You know, and it's like a weird thing to me. Like, because when we saw him in concert the first time, like, just I just wanted to hear them play Edge of the Earth. <laughs> like, like, there were other songs I wanted to hear, but like, Edge of the Earth was one I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear that live. I bet it sounds phenomenal live. And when they didn't even come close to playing it, mm. it was like... That was a bullshit concert. That will always remain my favorite and most hated concert. Because they only played that yeah. album in... Four, 45 seconds. 45 minutes is all you got of them. Yeah. Who plays a 45-minute fucking concert headlining? Yeah. I, would, I was like, damn. And then, because well, of course my favorite, because <laughs> 10 years I waited to see him. Yeah. But 45 minutes and you didn't play anything, like, from that. Yeah. Nothing. 
They played everything off the third album, The Kill, Beautiful Lie. But I tell you what, out of the three times that we saw them live, that was the only time he played The Kill from beginning to end. Yeah. The way it was meant to be played. Yeah, the second time he like sang one ver- one sentence, talked through some, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> and then this time he was just like, he strummed a few on the guitar and then that was the end of it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He's starting to piss me off. I'm starting to believe 30 Seconds of the Mars is not a band you want to see live anymore. Just that ego he has is yeah. just like, fuck, let me pop that goddamn balloon above your head. Yeah. But, I mean, there's only two of them now. It's only yeah. him and his brother right it's now, only, so... Yeah. How much can he do, <laughs> you know? But I'm not going to a concert to see him act. I'm going to a concert to hear him sing. Yeah. That's the problem he's having. Yeah. So, that that's my... my but it's, I, I just... I can't even believe that's on your... Li- like, that... Even that high up, because... Um. <laughs> It's just, it's tr- fantastic. Tr- trust me, the rest of this list is That's like throwing Linkin Park at me. I'd be like, bullshit, now you're trying to like get some points or something because yeah. Linkin Park could not even be on any of your list. Linkin Park's first album would probably be in my top 50. Which first album are you talking about? The one that has One Step Closer. Okay. That's not their first, but whatever. Okay. I'm just... Anyway, I mean, I don't care what I say about Lincoln Park will always, always remain the greatest band in my eyes. Sorry, Andy they fu- were the shit. Andy fucking Taylor right now is spinning in whatever bed he's sleeping in right now. Okay, I never said Duran Duran was the greatest <laughs> band ever. I just said Andy Taylor was a great guitarist. Okay. So anyway, that's my number. <laughs> that's my number five spinning of my in next bed. One. Yeah, because of all the fucking dope and alcohol in his body. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, sorry, I don't know if he still does. I'm just saying. All right, so you, I'm guessing you want mine. Yes, your number four. The problem with my number four is I don't have a quote. Okay. I do have a quote about her though. Okay. And it's and it's a female. So everybody that thinks of Don on females because I hate Jean Grey, which by the way is not on my top five or any of my top list. There's a um, shocker. Yeah. I would have more shocked if she yeah. appeared. Okay. There there is actually two women on my list. Okay. okay? So yeah. Um, I could have threw the Dark Phoenix at you. Yep. You'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. So my number four, obviously, you know, my one of my favorite female X Men is Rogue. Okay. I just I, I adore Rogue. Yeah. I always the my favorite Rogue is the cartoon Rogue. Yes, I can like see the X Men yeah. cartoon, the yeah. one that I used to watch in the nineties. Right. I I loved her voice. I lo- I loved her look. Just everything about her. I don't have a quote, but I do have one about her that Professor X says to Logan about Rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Rogue touches someone, she takes their energy, their life force. In the case of mutants, she absorbs their gifts for a short while. In your case, your ability to heal. So that's like something about Rogue that I like. Right. The other thing is, um, or the thing I don't like is that it's very short. Yeah. But it also like drains her and I feel bad for her like she has to what like when they show like when she first finds out about her powers and stuff and now I'm going by the cartoon and the, the comics you know what right. I mean? or the movies it was like she couldn't understand it right and you felt bad for her her um which her real name is Marie the uh, Canto Canto I can't pronounce her last name either but I think what she was like um uh, friends with Wolverine for a while. Yeah. 
and then Mystique there, she got caught up in her. And I think a lot of people thought she was Mystique's daughter. I can't. I can't remember, remember that timeline. What happened there was like something in the comics where they thought she was Mystique's daughter. But of course, I like her because you know she's Gambit's love interest. Right. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. But um, her um abilities are the life force absorption and the power absorption and flight. Obviously, right. that's like so cool. Yeah. And she's got like the coolest hair. I just absolutely love that little white streak in her hair. She's just like, I think Rogue's a badass. And she, she's powerful in my eyes. Yeah. Just the fact that she has um, the absorption, the flight, and I mean, she she can fight. Yeah. She has proven she can fight. So I just, I like Rogue a lot. Okay. I think she's a strong female character. Okay. Yes. So she would go. be my number four. You don't have nothing to say about Rogue? No, she's a fine character. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge Rogue fan. Um but I, you know, I, I certainly get the, the the appreciation that people have for her as a character. I think when she was forced into it and she stepped up, she showed her abilities very well. Right. Until she had that opportunity to be pushed toward it, and then she was like, "Now." Like I get her popularity. Like you know why people love that character. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're better. Like I, I know neither of these, but I, I think Storm is a better character, and I think um, Kitty Pride is a better character. Yeah, yeah, I know I, you I, like Kitty Pryde. Yeah, but like no peeking. How do you know it's on my top five? Because I know you're not a big fan of either of those. I know who, and I can tell you now who the other female is. Don't even ruin my top five. I won't. Because I'll be start peeking on your list. <laughs> you probably know all my. Well, I don't think Magneto. You would have thought. What is her deal? I don't know. But um, but yeah, I, I, but I get the why people like her. She's a very interesting character. She can be a complex character when. She's pretty damn hot. Right. You know, and I also think the whole thing between her and Gambit and the fact that they can't be together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a very, it's a tragic love tale. But it, it is very tragic. And the problem is also is she can't be with nobody. Right. And that's, that's like, it tugs at the heartstrings because you feel for her. You're like, right. you're going to go through life not knowing. Yeah. That you that connection with another human being, and that's yeah, that's sad. That's sad to me. That makes me very sad. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, she's such a beautiful character. Yeah, it's like, well, why? Why did you make her like? <sighs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, whoa, getting a little uh, ballsy. Jumping up there saying, What's up? And she jumped up on her own, though. Yeah. That's not allowed. I'm allowed on the chair. Not that one. That's not her chair. No, my chair is covered with stuff. Well, that's for dinner tomorrow. My number four mm-hmm. is an album by a band called Ice House. Man of Color. I remember Ice House. Yeah. My baby. This is one of those albums. I mean, the the two big hits off of it are Crazy and Electric Blue, but nothing too serious. Crazy, crazy for a feeling. Okay, Not sorry. that song, no. I know. <laughs> Man of Colors, Heartbreak Kid, My Obsession, Girl on the Moon, uh, Sunrise. Obsession. Not that song. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is that what ran through my head? How did you even know? You were thinking... You are an obsession. obsession. You're, You're my, my obsession. obsession. Yeah, yeah, no, not that song. Not that one. Okay. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. But th- this is one of those albums, I'll never forget the first time I heard it. It was in 
John Knoll's basement. He he bought it. And he was like, you got to listen to this. You're going to love this. And we listened to it from beginning to end Ooh. on tape. What? <laughs> <laughs> on cassette. I was going to say, wait. Is that cassette? Yeah. Or is that a track? It was cassette. You can't just say tape and well, say that. Because it was, yeah, but it was like, it was 1987. And it was like this brilliant, like, it's a brilliant album. Like, again, it's one of those albums that you can listen to beginning to end. There's not really a bad song on it. And it's just, it's like this, this, you just, you wonder, like, I, I'm, I'm sure they were big in Australia and, like, they uh, his their other albums probably did better, but they never took off here at all, and I don't understand why. And it's like this: when you listen to the music, it's sure it's synth pop a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's like real, just really good. Have you ever played that? I have, yeah. In the apartment? Yeah. I'm gonna have to revisit that because I I recognize this the the name. Yeah. I'm just I'm not putting any of these names of songs. I mean. Pull up. Um, I'll do this real quick. You know, Ice House Baby. No, no. No, I know who it is. Never mind. I got you. I got you now. Yeah. Not like every single song is like going through my head now. Yeah. 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 But it's, like, really good. Oh, I, I, yeah, I yeah. like that music. I'm not... Because I like that 80s synth pop song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like... But it's, like, one of those albums that, like, I, I feel like nobody's heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, I hope... Like, if you have a minute, go find this album, like, on Spotify or Amazon Music or something, and give it a listen, because... It, like especially if you're a fan of that style of music, yeah. Like if if you're a fan like the oh, Duran yeah. Duran type stuff and police, police and all, yeah. And all, yeah. yeah. This is going to be in your wheelhouse, and you are going to really enjoy this album. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it's kind of reminiscent too of like, uh, oh god, um, New Order. Ooh, yes, yes, yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. So, that is my number four. Alright, and so what is your number three? Oh, gonna turn my list over. No wandering eyes over there. Um, my number three is gonna be another female. Mm-hmm. Did you wanna guess it or you want me to tell it? It's Mystique. It's Mystique. I love Mystique. If I had to pick my favorite female X Men mutant whatever, Mystique would be my number one. Well I clearly just she love is her. because she's number three on your list and you said there's only two females. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying number one in general. Okay. You know, yeah. God, why are you going to be so... <laughs> you're going to ruin my speech here. All right, so I do have a quote. Okay. And unfortunately, the only good one I could find is she's talking to Jean. <laughs> so, um, which, that's one thing I like about Mystique. She's a woman of little words, but she gets her point across. Right. Okay, so she says, I'm not afraid of you, Jean. Look at me. Focus on my voice. We're going to get through this together. I'm not giving up on you, Jean. This is what family does. We take care of each other. You're my family, Jean, no matter what. So, yeah. Oh, and her name. I like her name. Raven. Raven Darkholm. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's like a really cool name. I don't know why. Uh, but anyways, um, she has a lot of um, abilities. She's a master acrobat, martial artist. She's multilingual. She can shapeshift. She has longevity. She can regenerate healing factor, which is like awesome. And she's an expert pilot, by the way. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but she can fly anything. Yeah, I know they've seen her in the movies and that, which I have actually liked the actresses that do play her in the movies. And anytime you see her inter interact with the X-Men, I like her. She's a badass. And she's blue. Like, <laughs> it's just the way that they do her in the movie turning from, um, what's her name? Jennifer. Jennifer or Lawrence, even the yeah. other one. Rebecca Romain. Yeah, either one of them. They would turn, like, they did such a good job with that. Yeah. With the, the CGI effect. Like, I th I think that is, like, really cool the way they do that. Yeah, I, I think, again, I mean, she, she especially in the comic books, can become a complex character. Um, yeah, there's I, a lot about her that I haven't discovered about her yet. Even though she is, like, my favorite female character, I still don't know everything about her yet. I, I thought, I mean, Rebecca Romaine played her well in is with what she was given, but clearly they didn't explore that character no. nearly as deeply. No, and when they took her powers away from her, I was devastated. Yeah. I was devastated. But they, 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 they clearly didn't explore that character nearly as deeply as they do later on with the, uh, the first class movies. Yeah, and I think Jennifer Lawrence plays her very well. I do. Yeah, I, th I, I think like I think Jennifer Lawrence played her very well up until that last movie. Okay, let's let's not talk about the movie that shall not be named with the X Men movies. Okay, come on, we're we're gonna end it before that. All okay, right? because that made me that movie made me so angry. Like I look forward to that movie probably more than anybody on this earth. Like I just couldn't wait for that movie to come out, and we didn't get to go through the theater to see that one. If you remember, thank God. And I just, I bought it at work. I, it came out on front end, because you know that's when that's the It yeah. movie. It's on the front end. It's got its own display. I bought it, come home. Giddy as all hell. Can't wait to watch it. And I was so freaking disappointed. And they just laid a big turd right they on your did. chest. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was looking forward to it, even though it was exploring that. I was looking forward to everything out. And, oh my God, it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah. I think that's the only X-Men movie I have that I have not watched more than once. And that's a shame. Why? Why did they do that to me? Like, they gave me all these good movies leading up to it, and then it was like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? Well, I mean, Apocalypse is also a flawed film. I liked it, though. It was enjoyable. It's, there's a lot of good in there, but there's a lot of bad, too. Um, okay, but this was all bad. Yeah, this was. Give that, me one good thing that happened in it. One. I can't. Exactly. At least in Apocalypse, you got to. I mean, amazingly it. enough, the two two of the quotes that you've used have been from that movie. Though. I know, I know, but I like that one because it like it shows that she's not like I understand she's like under Magneto's thumb and stuff like that. The, in the comics, yeah, or cartoon, whatever. I don't know how you want to say that animation, whatever. In this, this actually shows there's, like, a little bit of a human side to her. Right. She's not all evil either, but she's a badass. I just, I love to watch her fight. Right. 
I love to watch her transform. Right. I love to see her fuck with people when she does that. Um, what's that called? The Mimicking. the shape shifting. Yeah. I I love that. That's just like. Yeah. Because <laughs> hey, you're like, is it her? Is it not? Especially when she did in the first movie, with when she kept turning into Wolverine. When yeah. they were in the yeah. thing in New York. Oh my god, that was so great. But yeah, she's my number three. But there is that great moment that leads to where like, how do I know it's you? Yeah, yeah You're yeah. a dick. Yeah, or and it's then he a... gives him the finger with the claw. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate Cyclops too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand, He's just like, hmm. He's just burning with my eyes. That's all I got. He is a very, like, even in the comic books and stuff, he's a very wishy-washy he character. He is, and he doesn't really fight. He just stands there and does this with his fucking glasses. I'm sorry, with the open, pull him yeah. up. Here, I'm gonna burn you. Ooh, you're so scary, Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like wow. him either. Like they put the two worst characters together, and I think they deserve each other. Although I heard that isn't he attracted to Emma Frost later in yeah. where I haven't actually went that far with it. I think he's like attracted to her. Yeah, they hook up in it for a while. Yeah. Which, yeah. hey, Emma Frost, she's hot as hell. For a cartoon character. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, no, because the one they had in that movie with uh, Kevin Bacon, they picked somebody that was could portray her very well. January Jones. Yeah, she, yeah. she, she, looked, she looked good. Yeah. I'm not saying she did a good job. She just looked good as Emma Frost. Yeah. That, but that is definitely my uh, number three. So. Okay. On to you and your number three or wherever you're at. This is where I begin to lose you. I knew you were... I was hoping it was at two, but go ahead. At number three, my my number three album of all time is Bob Seger, Stranger in Town. Yeah, you lost me. (laughs) I'm sure you have some fans that are like, yeah, but, you know, whatever. I'm just not a Bob Seger fan. No, I, I know you're not. I know you're not. But this is one of those... Like, when I was a kid... My parents' favorite band was Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, they loved Bob Seger. Hmm. And, like, you know, this, um, Night Moves and Against the Wind were, like, three albums that got, like, drilled into my head as a kid. Like, because when you're a kid, you have no radio control whatsoever. And this is before Walkmans or iPads or, you know, iPods or anything. So, like, I'm stuck listening to whatever the fuck it is my parents were listening to. And they would pop that in the old cassette player in the car when we were, like, going, like, to Deep Creek or if we were going up to to Laurel Mountain to go camping, and you were just stuck listening to this. Mm. But it it was one of those things where, like, at least it was good. (laughs) You know, like it was like I was listening to it going, yeah, I can dig this. I had no idea what this, what, the, what, you know, like what this was about. It, but it just it was like, okay, it's good. Later on in life, from listening to it, like just out of like habit, you start listening to the words. Yeah, you know, like old time rock and roll is going to be old time rock and roll. Like it, that's my least favorite song on this album. You know, but everyone will be like, oh, it's so cool. I love that song, Risky Business, blah blah blah. You know. Okay. But, like, Hollywood Nights, still the same. Till It Shines, Feel Like a Number. The famous final scene we've got tonight. Like, these are all, like, amazing songs that that tell, like... It's, like... The best way I can describe it is, like... 
you know, if Bruce Springsteen is like the American poet and talked about the plight of the working class in the early part of his career, mm-hmm. and that struck a chord with me, Bob Seger's songs strike, end up striking a chord with me as well because he approaches like talking about like living in Hollywood as a guy from Detroit and oh, how man. like weird it was. Mm-hmm. And how like like feels like a number is like a song like it's strictly about like you are just a number to these people you are uh, unless you are making money you don't mean jack shit you know um you know hollywood nights still the same these are all just songs about like like how la changes you like mm-hmm. it's still the same as like yeah you're you know you went through you did this you did this you did this but deep down inside you're still the same you're still the same girl i knew 10 years ago in high school it's just you know, you've bit, you've seen some shit because you moved to L.A. for some ungodly reason. Yeah. You know, and like it, like when you listen to the music, it like it, <laughs> for some ungodly reason. No, they all had a plan. It's yeah. Just, whether it worked out or not, right. so it wasn't for some ungodly reason. Right. But like, like it's just it's like one of those things where like like you listen to these songs and they 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 strike you because he's writing it from the standpoint. Like okay. That one album by 30 Seconds to Mars, the the fourth one, like we talked about, like that's a love letter to Los Angeles, that entire fucking album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a letter to Los Angeles about how fucked up you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's written from the standpoint, like, Jared Leto's writing that album from the standpoint of, this is why I love L.A. so much. And mm-hmm. Bob Seger wrote this as, you know, I'm a working class guy on the outside looking into what Hollywood glamour is. I don't think I want any part of it. Right. But I like what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, so it's like a very interesting... But he's also saying, I don't need you to do it. Right. And it's like, it's like a very interesting take, and it's like, I, I, I love these songs, and because he, because he's telling it from a standpoint that I can understand. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's, it would be like me looking at Hollywood going, hmm, hmm, <laughs> you, you know... <laughs> God, that look on your face. Hmm. That's a little scary there. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Okay. God, so, you look like Wilf, William Bimfrey or whatever the hell his Wimfrey. What's his name? Brimley. Diabetes. Yes, that dude. Because <laughs> you haven't shaved in a while. I have shaved. You're a little straggling in the beard and mustache. Mm, I like it a little thick. Better not come to the dinner table like that tomorrow. I believe I'm coming to the dinner table like this tomorrow. <laughs> then you ain't getting no dinner. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So so that's my number number three. Number three? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. I, I mean, but I wasn't like, uh, it's Bob Seger turn off. It's just I wasn't like, woohoo, Bob Seger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I get it. Like but again, like it's like one of those things like I grew up listening to it, so like like a lot of the things I gr- I grew up listening to and I listened to it out of habit. But later on, because I had at least some sort of appreciation for it, when I could really understand it, I could appreciate it more. And this is one of those albums I could. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot, like Springsteen, like it was just, you listen to it out of habit, but once I got older and it really resonated with me a little bit more, it made more sense. Mm -hmm. You know, the Eagles was the same way. Fleetwood Max Rumors was the same way. Like, it was like, like, this was something my parents listened to all the time. Mm And it was like, I liked it because it sounded good, but once I learned what the deeper meaning of it was, I gained a deeper appreciation for it. 
God, could you imagine if I listened to the music my father listened to? I don't think we would ever go out together in the beginning. Beef oven. Yeah. <laughs> All classical. I have an appreciation for classical music. I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. It's just not what I'm going to play in my car on the way home to wind down. Yeah. <laughs> and a Bach I like, but not like that. Yeah. yeah. I like getting the background of my music movies. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. What is your number two? Because number two has me. Can I, I don't know what number two is. I can't. You don't? No. I know what number one is, but I don't know what number two is. You knew what number one and three is, but you don't know number two. Yeah, number two has me a little confused. That's weird. Unless it's, I mean, I have a thought, but it's like too obvious. Well, if you would have asked me before the new movies came out, it wouldn't be the same as today. I have, I've changed my second favorite X-Men. So it's not schnickety schnick. No. Wow, okay. No. That's what I said. That's too obvious. Yeah, before these new movies, that would have been my second one because, I mean, come on. No, my second one is actually Nightcrawler. Okay. I really, really like it, Nightcrawler. And I'll tell you why in a minute. His, I got his thing right here. Okay. So we all know um, Nightcrawler is um, uh, Kurt Wagner. And I do have a great quote from Wagner. him. Wagner. Sorry, Wagner. I said Wagner. <laughs> Wagner. Okay, so anyway, don't ask me why. It's the alcohol. Okay, so the quote I have is, You know, outside the circus, most people were afraid of me. But I didn't hate them. I pitied them. Do you know why? Because most people will never know anything beyond what they see with their own two eyes. Yeah, I just, I really like that quote for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and that was actually the first time I seen... Actually, I think that's the first time he was ever on any movie, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So, Nightcrawler is actually a very interesting... If you would Google his um, his abilities, you have a list longer than Magneto's. <laughs> he actually has... Uh, well, he has that tail. Yeah. Which is like... Can grab anything, throw mm-hmm. anything. It's, it's a weapon in itself. Right. He can become in- invisible... He has surface adhesion, so he can do whatever Spider-Man does, which is, like, awesome. Uh, superhuman agility. Dude can fight like the Dickens. Uh, reflex, reflexes, stamina, teleportor, teleportation, master acrobat, which that would be, like, him and Mystique going at it, you know. Uh, he's bilingual as well and hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, somebody I would really, like, dude, be in my corner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus, he's... Uh, He's very well, um, what's that called? Whenever you're like, he's well-spoken and he's like, well, um, not traveled. um, Well-read. Yeah. Like, he's intelligent. Right. He has intelligence to him. Um, No, speaking of trying to kill the president. (laughs) Yeah. He would be one of those movies. But um, I think he was a good fit, too. And I actually like the... I, I like Nightcrawler, like, what's his face? What was his, uh, Cummings? Cummings. Alan, Com- Alan Cummings, I did yeah. like his, but I like the kid they have playing him in these ones. I really okay. liked him. And the little bit that you actually did see him in the comics was, you know, because he wasn't really there all the time. Well, I mean, he, he, it depends on, like, when you read, like, in the 80s, he was a very big character. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the 90s TV show. I apologize. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, the comics, yeah. 
I, I always loved in... And he's blue, too. So yeah. him and Magneto fighting, I just want to see that fight. I really do. Because they can both do... Yeah. The only thing he can't do is become somebody like she can. Right. The shape-shifting. The, 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 the thing I always loved is, and there, there's a great moment in Secret Wars 2, which was like an 80s like crossover event with Marvel. And this is after the X-Men had encountered the Beyonder, who was like this omnipotent being. And he goes to his priest, because the thing, the thing that's great about Nightcrawler is, you know, part of the depth of that character is his religion. Yeah. Um, he's a devout Catholic, and that plays into a lot of what he does from time to time. And he's going to his priest, and he appears, you know, he like bamps in, and the priest is like, all star- <laughs> he just poof. Yeah, and the priest all starts like, you got to stop doing that, Kurt. You know, you look like a demon. You do understand that. My first reflex is the you know, yeah. like cast yeah. holy water on yeah. you. And but he's like, you don't understand, uh, Father. I think I've met God, and God is evil. Like this is what how, how he thinks because mm-hmm. he's meeting this omnipotent being from beyond the stars, and he is only reflexes this must be god and god is this evil being what and i've been worshiping i mean it, it, it's like it creates a very complex issue with the character and i, mm-hmm. I, I always like that he is an interesting character he, he became a character and like especially in the 80s he had a few of his own runs um w- w- that became like extra dimensional like where like he teleported and instead of appearing somewhere else he yeah. went to another dimension yeah and it was like kind of a cool Thing. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. I never read that. That would be cool. Yeah, so, I always wondered, like, because it mentioned in the movie one time, like, um, you need to take me there. And he's like, I can't go where I can't see. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder if he's ever done that in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. That's I only when I heard that I was like, hmm, I wonder if they ever explored that. But I guess so. Yeah. 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 So it, it's an interesting character. For I sure. mean, not only that, it's like his background and like where he actually came from. Like, I think there. I read. I read that they thought he was Azel. See, I can't pronounce that dude's name. Azel and Mystique's illegitimate. But then they said the timeline is Azrael. off because as yeah, Azrael, he was killed at one point, so he couldn't have been. Like, it's like yeah. such a speculation where this this mutant came from, and it's yeah. like. But he's just he's so great. I like watching him. Right. Yeah, and I, I like hear like when he has conversation. And you say I don't like Storm, I do like Storm. But I think the conversations between him and Storm are the greatest conversations with them with him with somebody else. Okay. And I think it's because she's you know well spoken and well read as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm so right did that surprise you? He was my number two. It does. Yeah. Oh. No, like I said, ten years ago it would have been different. Right. So for me, <laughs> for me, for me, my number two, Van Halen's first album. Me, 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 me. Well, that doesn't surprise me. No. And this is this is an amazing album. I mean, like, like I, I, I will for. I will firmly tell you, like, I am a Van Hagar fan. I prefer the Van Hagar lineup with Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. But I cannot deny for a second the brilliance of the very first album from 1976, 
with David Lee Roth. Uh, you know, there's so many good songs. And Running with the Devil, You Really Got Me Now, Ain't Talking About Love, Jamie's Crying, Feel Your Love Tonight, Little Dreamer, Ice Cream Man. Like, this is all, like, great shit. This is, again, like an album that from beginning to end I can just listen to without skipping anything. And to top it all off, it's got Eruption on it. I don't remember Ice Cream Man. Was that a B-side or something? It was, yeah, but it's like, you know, I'm your ice cream man, stop me when I'm satisfied. Please, don't. Yeah, I know. It's good shit. But, um, but uh, you know, you get that Eddie Van Halen eruption where you're just like, what the fuck am I listening to? What is this? I mean, like, you're just blown away by it the first time you heard it, and I'm still blown oh! away by it today when I listen to it. Like, sorry. Eddie Van Halen, like as much as as a as an awful human being as Eddie Van Halen is, <laughs> he is, in my opinion, one of the oh. greatest guitarists of all I, time. I agree, and I can't like, stand like anything about him except for his guitar playing. Yeah, yeah, he he's got, and from what I understand, he's self-taught. Yeah, I mean that's as far as I wanted to learn about him. Yeah, <laughs> but. Dude, can but like just the fingering, rip on that, that, like, like, oh my god! If you even just watch him, like I've I've actually watched him in some of them videos, and I'm just yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, like, as he's you know tapping, you, you can't. It's shit. a blur. Like, like, it's yeah. a blur. You can't even see what he's doing. He's doing it so fast that's a fucking blur. Yeah, I was just like, damn. Yeah, it's too bad he. That's attached to an asshole, but I yeah. mean, whatever. He's not in my life, so I don't right. care. But it's just, I think he could have like went beyond what he actually did in life if he wasn't such a douche and a drunk, you know? Yeah. But like, what's amazing is, like, I, I'll never... I, one of my favorite things I've ever watched was... I love watching these videos where it's, like, people who are listening to rock and roll music for the first time. You, you, yeah. Usually it's, 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 it's African-Americans yeah. who have been listening to nothing but rap right. and hip-hop their whole life, and they're exposing themselves to something different yeah. with an open mind, and I can appreciate that. And this guy that I watched, he, the, he's like, you know, he was like, Stevie Ray Vaughan is the greatest guitarist of all time. He, he watched, I can't remember which one it was, but like this guitarist that, that Stevie Ray Vaughan did. And Stevie Ray Vaughan... He's in my top ten. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I can't deny that yeah, for a second. Talented. Yeah, I you know, see. but so he's people are like, you got to watch this. It's Eddie Van Halen, and it's like a fifteen minute guitar solo of him live from like I think the the, the fifty one fifty tour or may, may, maybe it was the front. I can't. It was like you know, it was a it was a Van Hagar year, and it took this guy twenty five minutes to watch this fifteen minute video. Because he kept stopping. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, what is this man doing to this guitar? <laughs> yeah. This guitar is being violated right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, this guy was just, like, amazed. Yeah. And, like, at, at certain points, like, he starts, I mean, he just start just tapping away. And this yeah. guy's like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. that? But the, not only was he doing it, it sounded good. Yeah. And you were just like, fuck, how does he get it to make that sound? Yeah. Yeah, he's he uh, he's talented for he, sure. He's like now nah, he's just showing the fuck off. Yeah, and it's like oh, uh, you know he was fifty percent of the time. Oh yeah, yeah but I mean, but like, in, in, in good, in all uh, he had the ability to show yeah. off, so he was showing off for, you know, yeah. because he could. Yeah, but I mean, it's like this amazing guitar solo where it's just like there's no nobody else on stage, just him, just doing what he does, and you're just like, holy fuck. 
you know, but it all starts with eruption, you know, and eruptions like that, that guitar. So like the first time I heard that, I was just like, because in my mind, like Jimmy Page was the greatest guitarist of all time and Eric Clapton was too. Mm-hmm. And I hear eruption for the first time. You're just like, what the fuck was that? That yeah. is completely different from what I think is great guitar playing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I was just like blown away by what I heard. And like the rest of this album is like, it's just, it's, it's damn near perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, you know, as, as much as I am a fan of, of the later stuff, beyond a shadow of that, this is their best album ever. Mm-hmm. Everything else is great. I, there's not. I mean, they've, they've they've only made like probably one bad album, and that was with Gary Sharon. <laughs> well, I can honestly say I do like that album. I do because I I like running with it. I like those songs. The problem is, is if they would just put somebody else's voice in there, because I just don't like David Lee Ross' voice. Oh, see, I do. Like, I, I still. But I do like that album. It's just yeah. like I got to get past that voice. I just there's something about his voice that just bothers me. It's funny. It's like two different versions of Van Halen. It's like Van Halen with David Lee Roth was a party band. Very much. Like if you, all the music that they did with, with David Lee Roth was like party music. And then they get to Sammy Hagar and it's like we're doing adult rock and roll. Which is weird because he made the tequila. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean like – and there's goof off songs. I mean Cabo Wabo and I mean there's a bunch of others that are like you – know, Oh, like, yeah. I yeah. love the Sammy Hagar Van yeah. Halen. But like you know, but it's like I told Ian, like because when Ian went to go see, he he got to see when they did the the best of both worlds tour with Dave and Sammy toured together, and Ian was firmly in the corner of David Lee Roth, mm-hmm. and I'm like, here's what's gonna happen: you're gonna go see this this show, and David Lee Roth is gonna come on stage, and David Lee Roth is the party. David Lee Roth is there to see what a good time. He can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he can have, not you. Yeah. Sammy Hager's going to come out. He's going to invite you to his party. Yeah. And he's going to entertain you. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference. And mm-hmm. Ian, like, after that concert, he's like, you were 100% right. Like, I am firmly in the, in the, in the side of Sammy Hagar now because David Lee Roth was just there to entertain himself. Yeah. You know, you're right. He's the party. Yeah. Sammy invited you to his party. There's a huge difference. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it because, um, I mean, they put out some good music with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, let Sammy sing those songs. You know, I, I, I like, <laughs> here's the thing, though. This That's the funny thing. Like, I've heard Sammy sing those songs, and I don't like it. I've never heard it. So. Like their first tour, when like when Sammy joined the band with when fifty one fifty is the tour was called with Live Without a Net, and like they, they have a there's a home video that they released. I like fifty one fifty. I used to have that, and it's like one of those like you, you, they were since they only had the one album with with Sammy, they were doing. Oh yeah, they had to fall back. on Yeah, they were doing. And jump. why Eddie Van Halen had like the rights to that? Yeah, mm. I bet you Roth loved that. Well, I mean, you know, Roth wanted to do his own thing, but I mean, yeah, he. he oh, but I'm a, sure he just loves somebody else singing his songs. Yeah, but the but the but so that you listen to Sam, you you got Sammy doing like running with the devil and and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. Hmm. I'd have to hear it. I don't want him. Just yeah, saying. like I I mean, when I got to see him live, I got to see him 
on the, the right here, right now tour. So they had three albums under their belt with Sammy at that point. And they still did Jump. And I did a couple, like, they did, like, one or two other David-era songs. But, like, everything else was My opinion, Running With The Devil was the best one. I always liked that one. I don't know why. It's a very good song. It is a very good song. What is Eddie Van Halen's real name? Eddie Van Halen? No shit! Yeah. His parents named him Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. That is so freaking weird. Well, Edward. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's his real <laughs> that's name. Weird. I mean, I mean, because it, who was related to him? The drummer. What's his name? Um, Alex. Van Halen. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's better than what. I mean, who didn't he fire for his son or something? No, no that was the Anthony Lee. Yeah. He fired him for Wolfgang. That was <laughs> what the fuck. Anyways, Mike, that, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. That was his name. That's um. Yeah, Wolfgang Van Halen. That's what a dick he was. Yeah, yeah, let me fire the guy that got me this far in life. Yeah, <laughs> let me fire the only other guy from the band that's been here the entire yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Also, Sammy Hagar's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get the boot. Yeah. Yeah, and what was with that Gary... Gary Sharon? They had one good song. There was one good song. That was it. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying anything about Gary, because, you know, when he was with, it wasn't that bad, but... Extreme. Who the fuck thought he could sing Van Halen music and have it, like, good? I mean... When they were going through the auditions, they were like, let's pick the extreme singer. That is nowhere near Van Halen music. Well, I mean, like, but that's what everybody said about Sammy Hagar when he joined the band. Nah, he could at least sing rock and roll. Right, but, like, everybody was like... Extreme didn't play rock and roll. But, like, everybody was just like... Wow, they they picked Sammy Hagar to replace David Lee Roth. Like that, that was like the big thing. It was like, you know, this makes no sense whatsoever. And they changed their style completely for Sammy, and I think it's a better style. But I mean when they brought in Gary Sharon, it was almost like they were still trying to play Sammy Hagar songs. Yeah, that and don't work it for didn't him. work. Yeah, not with yeah. him, no. Yeah. I think the only thing he can sing is Extreme songs. And that's a shame because then Extreme was like... And he could never go back to it. They were done. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think at that point, though, like, with Gary Sharon, like, I only get matter who they brought in at that point. Yeah. Like, well, that was the thing, too. That that was the other thing that I was saying. Is like, okay, so you had David Lee Ross, Sammy Hagar. You're done. Yeah. We, nobody, you don't, you don't nobody get a third. Wants, yeah, nobody wants a third chance but you guys. Yeah. Because it's we're done. Yeah. You guys fight too much, cause too much drama. I ain't supporting your ass anymore. Right. And I mean, when they brought, when they brought back David, I mean, you know, it was like, okay. You <laughs> sure <about laughs> hey, what was that one? Fuck. That was like one of the greatest MTV Music Award moments ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, they, they Do hired, you remember that? Yeah. Because they hired. Fuck! They, they hired him back, and he's like yeah, doing his. Yes. Like, he's being David Lee Roth, yes. and then they fired him the next right. day. Oh my god! And like you could see it on their faces when they came out. Eddie Van Halen was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. And it was just like the most embarrassing, cringeworthy. You, I was cringing on my couch watching. I was like, this is gonna end bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like gonna, that was so awesome to watch, though. Yeah. <laughs> you were just like. Fuck. 
I'm like, so glad I got to see this. Like and like the, the like the next day, it was like a <laughs> press like, release oh, that they had fired. And it Dan was Lee because Roth. and Eddie Van Halen said it was because of the way he acted on stage at the award show. Right. He said that. Yeah. And yeah. David Lee Roth was like, I was excited I was back in the band. He's like, Nobody said you were back in the band, David. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like, what the fuck was that all about? It's like the greatest fucking thing ever to see. That was so great. And now we'd like to introduce our new lead singer, Gary (laughs) Sharon. All the fans are like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. We are so done. Oh my god. That was like one of the greatest TV moments on MTV. Oh my god. No idea what was going. He was just like on a high. Yeah. And the rest of them were just like looking at him like, what's up with this? Because yeah, the whole the whole deal with that was so uh. like Sammy was still in the band and they changed management and they were gonna release a, a greatest hits album. Yeah, I remember there was something about a greatest yeah. hits, yeah. And Sammy was like in Hawaii and and he called him and was like, you got to come back. We got to record three songs for this Greatest Hits album. He's like, why are we putting on a Greatest Hits album? Yeah. I'm not. I'm in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I'm relaxing. No, I ain't I'm fucking I'm making good. tequila and yeah. I'm having fun and, at my and, bar. Yeah. And Eddie Van Halen was like, you, you, look, you get back here within 24 hours or you're fucking fired. Yeah. And Sam here was like, well, I guess I'm fucking fired. Yeah. He was like, fuck so, you guys. I'm done. So they called David Lee Roth. He's like, do you want to do these three songs? <laughs> yeah. And David Lee Roth was like, fuck Yeah. <laughs> I need the money. Yeah, because he ain't doing nothing. Yeah. So I've been fucked ever since you fired me the first time. So they, they released the Greatest Hits album with like a couple of song, new songs with David Lee Roth. Everybody's excited because Day's back in the band. They go to the MTV Awards. They announce the MTV Award. The, whoever it was comes up on stage and there's, there's David acting like an <laughs> asshole. And the next day, like, yeah, he's fucking fired. Yeah, and he claimed he was hired back. In, and Eddie Van Halen to this day will say... No. Yeah, you, you, we, had, we didn't hire you back we yet. We did not hire you We just you asked back. you to do a couple of songs. Yeah, we just asked you to come out on stage, make us look good. Yeah. You acting like an ass. <laughs> Kicked you to the curb again. That was so great to watch. So great to watch. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll, I, I can picture him coming out on stage. And you can see them following him, watching him in horror. Like, they yeah. had horror on there. Eddie Van Halen had the look of horror on his yeah. face. Because I mean, he's dancing around. Yeah. He's doing. He's yeah. just moving, yeah. and he's just like, yeah, I'm yeah, David Lee Roth. And he was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> like that was so good. Like the other three guys in the band were like standing there respectfully yeah. while whoever it was they introduced yeah. was like doing their acceptance speech, and Dave's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know what's so sad is nobody's going to remember who the hell that award was for because no. they were so distracted by the fucking disaster that was on the other side of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, good TV, good TV. That was whenever the MTV Music Awards were worth fucking watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's whenever I used to actually watch it with commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so let's, let's get off of uh, making fun of David Lee Roth. <laughs> but it's so much fun. It is fun. Uh, so what is your number one? Oh, you know what my number one is. The whole freaking world knows what my number one is. Uh, obviously, it's Gambit. The Raging Cajun. Mr. Remy LeBeau himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gambit. What I can't say a bad thing about Gambit. Well, let's get his quote out of the way. Sure. 
If I learned anything in my life, it's this. Always play the hand you're dealt. My name is Gambit, and I play for keeps. Yeah. There you go. That's, yeah. And the picture I have is the one of Taylor Kish, which I wish he would have made a standalone movie, because I think he is, uh, I think he did a fantastic job. You're the but, only one. Huh? You're the only one. Shut up. So, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure his mom was very proud of him, too. I could take this pen and poke your stop that. Anyways. And um, here's the thing. I like Tyler Kitsch. He's a fantastic actor. I just think he was miscast in that role. I think he looked good. Okay. Anyways, uh, you would probably be like the one. Oh, they should let Channing Tatum make his movie. No, no, no. Far, my, far. I was like against that from the first. Right. They, all they had to do was say his first name. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Anyways, Gambit's, um, he doesn't really have that many abilities, per se. Um, he can charge matter with explosive biokinetic energy. He does use playing cards and a metal staff as his weapons. Mm-hmm. And he's a master thief. <laughs> um, he's good with the ladies. I don't know. There's not really much you can say in the way of, oh, he can do this, he can do that. He can't, he does, he has very good fighting abilities. I mean, you've seen him fight in the cartoon, whatever. Um, comics. Any, I mean, yeah. he fights. He's a fighter. Uh, but, of course, again, his love interest is Rogue. So, you know, them two together, just like, they melt my heart watching them together. You know. You're just, like, sitting there, like, in disgust. No. I'm not in disgust. I mean, I, I he's, he, he can be a, an interesting character. I, I, you know. Well, he's got a moth on him. And you know me. I love sarcastic yeah. mouths. I mean, I, I, I've always liked the aspect of like him charging the cars and throwing them. Oh, yeah. That's always been like a, a neat gimmick. Um, well, I thought it was cool in the movies. Like, if you ever watched it in the cartoon, it was like one after another. Yeah. But I like the way they did it in the movies where he was able to pick up the full deck. And yeah. Just like, shh, you know what I mean? I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. I'm just saying. As opposed to like the way you see it in the cartoons. Animated. Whatever. You know? Yeah. And then, actually, in the comics, I don't ever think I ever seen that move. It was always one right after the other. Yeah, I mean, he, I've seen him like you know he'll throw three or you know, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I mean the, the thing he did in the movie was just, you know, he's meant to show his, you know how quick his hand is. Right, I get know? that, but I thought it was like a cool effect that they yeah. did that whole like sh- yeah yeah, um, but um, let me. Louisiana? I'm trying yeah. to think of the freaking New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's um there's something mysterious about that man. I I honestly don't think it has ever been like fully revealed. I'm I'm sure it has in the comic books. But it's like it's it, he's, he's one of those characters where like you're never quite sure like, like they whose side he's really on. He, I know. He, he plays well, that that well. Unless Rogue's involved, you know he's yeah. on her side. Right, like he's an X Men, but like, yeah, it it, it it's he, kind of, he's going down his own beaten path. Other than that, yeah, yeah, but like, he's not he's not going to be against the X Men, right? But he, it's like it's kind of like a situation of of like, yeah, I'm with the X Men, but you know, if I got a chance to make a score, I'm going to make a score. I well, that's the Master Thief part of it. Right. He ain't going to take it out of him. I also think that like, I think he's a better like. 
he integrated with the X-Men very well where he got, you know, along with them and is able to, like, work side by side with them where, like, when Wolverine and Cyclops are together, it's like that button head shit. Which I, I'm not complaining about. I'm just saying, because, you know, Wolverine's awesome. But with him, it's like he can relate to every character. Like, there's nothing, like, negative. But that's you know what, what I mean? a master thief would do. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think he's so great. Right. Because he's like... He's going to avoid you don't Exactly, but you don't know if he's fooling them all either. Right. You know what I mean? Well, he is. So, like, he has another... I I know. Right. They don't know. Right. And, like, he always has that other... He's always got something going on that... A better plan that, you know... If this doesn't work out, I got this going on. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll just go do this. And, yeah, so... That's why I like about him because he's just... He's just so darn adorable. He's so likable. Okay. And I love his outfits. Not the, in the movies, on the cartoon ones. Like, for the most part, like, you look at their outfits and you're like, Cyclops, come on. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Rogue and him always had that, like, really cool shit going on. I don't know why. Okay. Even though she was... What was she, green and yellow? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought she could have been a better color, but I always liked the... The, the uh, it looked like he wore hockey gears on his leg. Like the it always reminded me of like the goalie things yeah. on his legs. Yeah, but he also had the staff, which was like yeah. really cool the way he would like twirl it around and shit like that. Yeah. And he's tall. And that's why I think like the Taylor Kish character and Channing Tatum would never have done because Gambit's a tall boy. Right. I, I mean that's the problem. He's, he's tall over and, six foot he, tall. He's tall and lanky. That's yeah. that's the big problem with Gambit. It's like who do you find that can be that tall, lanky type. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure you can find somebody. I, I honestly don't think they'll ever get that movie made. No, they're not. It, it breaks it, my well, heart, though, because I know everybody is like, Gambit is not that interesting of a character to have a standalone movie. But I do. Well, I mean, they're never going to make the movie because Disney's put the kibosh on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Now, you may get a version of Gambit through Disney, though. Yeah. How good would that be? Which one of them Disney boys are going to play Gambit? Well, I mean, they haven't fucked with Marvel all that much. In all honesty. Mm -hmm. I'm just disappointed because I don't think I'll ever see the movie. No, you're not. Stop saying never. Shut up. You may see him as some iteration, though. Is my point. Yeah. Like, there's going to come a time where they have to make an X-Men movie. It's just going to be... What version of the X-Men? I wish they would do, like, the 90s animation like I, I watched with the, um, the, uh, what are those guys called that I, I, I complained about every X-Men movie that they weren't in it when they did the, um, exercise room. The big the tall metal room. guys. Yeah, the, um. What the hell are their names? I can't remember. Never did you see yeah. them until the last movie. And you were like, why are these guys not in this movie, these movies? They were in Days of Future Past. Only in the exercise room. But they were no, real. No, they were in Days of Future Past. In the exercise room. No. They were in Days of Future Past. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What? The, um... You're going to make me look it up. Yes, I am, because I don't okay. think we're talking about the same thing. Because um, there's the big, tall, purple robots. Yes. Yes. They were in Days of Future Past. Um, 
Um, the Sentinels. Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. They were. were Am I thinking of the same movie? Days of Future Past. That's the one where Wolverine goes back to 1972. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. But I think they should have been in more movies. Well, I mean, I'm not going to deny that, but at the same time, they worked in Days of Future Past as a as a problem. Okay, so if you take a live action movie and you do it in that animated series, like when they first started that animated series, okay, he'd be in it big time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But that's my top five. After you do your one, I'll do my honorable mentions. Well, my number one... Or your number 11. 11 <laughs> is, is a tie. Of, oh, of, of God. Sorts. Here we go. And it's the only reason it's a tie is because this is basically two albums that are one. And it's Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell, oh, one and two. What? There's just there's not gonna be any interaction for me because I'm lost on that shit. I don't think that shit's good at all. Well, I, I think I think Bad Out of Hell one and two they work for two reasons. One is the voice of of Meatloaf, but two, and I think even more importantly, is the writing of Eric Steinem or not not Eric Steinem. What the fuck is his name? Good lord. I don't know. I can't believe Speaking of names, what is Meatloaf's real name? Um, Don't tell me his mother named him that. No, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's Addy. I can't believe I can't. Jim Steinem. That's who wrote the music. Addy, like the guy from Knight's Tale? That played the king on Game Addy. of Thrones? You're going to make me look it up, aren't you? <laughs> you should know this. I knew every single one of my characters' real names. Anyway. Um, but the first time I ever heard Bat Out of Hell, this is a, a, a tape, a cassette tape my parents purchased. <laughs> and... Like, the very first song is Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> okay. And it, I mean, that it makes just... makes sense. But it just, it's the way it, it's like... Like, the reason I love Queen... This is the best way I can describe it to you. The reason I love Queen is because they can do over-the-top kind of music in many, many ways. Like, it has... Lot, most of their music has a... An, all, like, and I, I'm not just saying this because of, um, like, an, it has, like, an operatic feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a, not just that one song by Queen, like, all, like a lot of their music does. Right. It's, like, this rock opera feel. Okay. And the writing of Jim Stein, Bad Out of Hell 1 and 2, same thing. It has a rock opera feel to it. And when you okay. get, when you, when you, when, like, when you pop in the first bat out of hell 
I mean, it just it, that the beginning of that first song, it goes on forever, but you're hooked by it. It's like it's like a drama being played out, and then you get into the the actual lyrics of the song, and you're just like, "Holy shit, what is going on?" And it's like this. It rises and it falls and it, it's it it's like all by itself like it's telling this amazing tale of like heroism you're thinking it's just like holy shit and like there are other songs on on this album like like you took the words right out of my mouth and the way that even begins is like you know on a hot summer night when you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses and you know it's like holy shit what is this guy talking about like. It's just it's a brilliant album, and then you get the Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which again is like up and down, but it's all about a child, about a guy trying to get laid. Right. You know that's what the song is all about. Did he always look like that? He was always a big guy, yeah. He didn't Long get laid hair. Much then. No, you got to sing about it. But it's and then you get the but then you get the Bat Out of Hell too. Twenty years later. Really. Yeah. That I didn't know. Is that that one with the song that I know? I don't know which one that is. I would do anything for love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's good music. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying for me. I'm sure it's fantastic music. I just... Mm-mm. It's not my style. Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through is one of my favorites. And it's just, it's like, it's... I'm not saying... Right. I'm not saying the way you're describing it isn't the music that I like. Right. I understand it's not your because, cup I of mean, tea. Queensryche did the upright thing. I mean, yeah. I saw it live. But there was just... I don't know. I just... I don't know why I don't like his music. I really don't. I don't have a reason. I just... It doesn't move me like it does to you. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's not good music. Because yeah. obviously it's good. I mean, you know, he wouldn't be where he is today, but it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't say nothing to me. Like, what you said, the lyric that you just said, that to me is like, oh, I don't even want to know what the hell he's talking about. I don't want to find out. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I need to find out. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. It's just, it's... But I can understand what you're saying with why it was so appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just, it, it, it... It, it, it both and it's like funny like if I if you listen to Meatloaf and it's a song that wasn't written by Jim Steinem like you appreciate his voice and it, it may be a good song but it's just eh it's there's something about that combination of those two together meh not eh meh 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 but like 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 I said like these two albums are just fucking phenomenal in my mind like they they they, they just click and they're like they're two sides of this of the same coin, and they, they work together perfectly. And it's like this just theatrical feel to every single song mm-hmm. that it just it works. And it's like over the top, and it takes you on this journey up and down and all around. And you're just like wow. And it really just it, that kind of stuff just works for me. And it's like, and it's funny, like, even like Jim Steinem as a writer, he's written for other people. Like, and some of the songs like you like. Okay, yeah, he wrote that song for um, the Titanic lady. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. The Titanic lady. Like I bought the I bought her first album based upon that song. 
Like, I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. This was written by Jim Steinem. I got to get this album. And the rest of it was all, like, not Jim Steinem. I I can't think of any reason I would buy anything by her. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. I can't remember what the name of the song was. She has a fantastic voice, but she is so overrated. What song? Are you talking about the Titanic song? No. No, it was not the Titanic song. Um, See, that wasn't her first stuff. It's all coming back to me now. Okay, if yeah. you say so. Well, again, but it had that that meatloaf feel to it. Uh, you know, because it, 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 it's a very... Right, yeah, I get you what know, you're saying, yeah. It, um, That's like watching a movie because somebody produced it, and you're like, they're awesome, and then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> air supplies, making love out of nothing at all. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I that is like a name I didn't expect come out of your mouth. That's I, just like I air know. Supply. Air supply. <laughs> I know. But no, that, I I, li- I listened to air supply. Right. Because we had the jukebox and right. we got the 45. Yeah. But that song, making love out of nothing. Like, I like that song. Like, I can't name another air supply song to save my life, but I can name that yeah. one. And I was like, why did I like that song so much? Well, I found that later. It was written by Jim Steinem. Uh. Why do I like Bonnie Tyler's songs so much? Like that album, um, Faster Than the Speed of Night, mm-hmm. many of the songs were written by Jim Steinem, oh, in- including Total Eclipse of the Heart. I thought you liked her uh, voice. I do. I like her voice. But like, it's like, why does that song, why, why does that album resonate with me? It was written, written by, by Jim him. Steinem. Yeah. So like, Jim Steinem's like this great writer. And he does stuff that like I can like appreciate for other people, but the combination of him and Meatloaf as a combination, it's like amazing how like he can write for that voice and yeah. the things that he can do vocally, mm-hmm. and it, it's so much better than anything else he's done for anybody else. Just it amazes me. Yeah, you know. Oh, I can I understand what you're saying. Right. So that's it. Okay. That's my list. That's your list. That's my list. Begins with someone I like, ends with someone I don't. (laughs) Do you have any honorable mentions? No, because that would be the next five. Okay, well, my honorable mentions, because I'm never going to do the next five. Um, Professor X, obviously, Mm -hmm. because, you know, (laughs) it's Professor X. Uh, Wolverine, for obvious reasons, Mm because, you know, if you tell me you don't like Wolverine, you're dead to me. Okay. Not you, people in general. Um, Beast. Because I like Beast's origin story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we didn't get it, but you know his background. Right. I think he's very. He's another one that's well read and well spoken. Um, Toad, and I know you're gonna wonder why Toad. And the only reason I like Toad is because of Ray Park. Okay. Yeah. If I have to see Toad anything, I don't care for Toad. It's just the Ray Park Toad. That's okay. all I want to see. And um, Quicksilver. And I'm talking about the Quicksilver that's in the newer movies, not the one that was in. The Avenger movies. Okay. Yeah. So that's my honorable mention. I'm yeah. sure there's like a whole bunch. Like, I know you like Kitty Pride and stuff. Which is like weird. Like, if you think about my list and like the actual ones that like are in the here and now as opposed to like Storm, Jean, you know, yes, people name some X-Men. Their name is Cyclops, Jean Grey, you know. I'm sorry, they're not on my top five. That's you know? fine. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I feel bad, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. 
The okay. people I think, the characters that I think are fun and, and, and interesting and um, portray well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to name, you know. There you go. That's your list. Wolverine is on it, though. You don't, you don't, snack. You don't have to defend anything. I ain't defending shit. Okay. I'm just saying that's weird that Wolverine's not on the top five. Yes, it is. So that's the Bretonial mailbag. Mailbag! I think you changed that. No. Wasn't it low and then high? (laughs) I knew you were going to try it. And as always, for some ungodly reason, we start their good friend, Superfan Thad. Ungodly reason? Yes. Because he writes in every week. There's a reason. Yeah, but, I mean, as always, it's... Usually. It should be ungodly. It should be like my super fan Thad, loyal to the end, always listens and writes in. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to lick the handles of the shopping buggies at Target. Oh my god. I actually yeah. saw a meme with that. The well, parents yeah. are standing at the register just decked out with gloves, mask, everything. And their kid is in the cart with its mouth all over the hand and the push where you put your hands. So there you go. <laughs> Thad continues. <laughs> yeah, I have done a butt chug or two in my day. Oh, I was like, yeah. why is he saying that? John Cena, gotcha. Sean and I used to do a gravy butt chug at Eden Park with the day-old gravy. Yeah. Ew. I heard it was the icing. That wasn't a butt chug. No, but you used to chug it. Yeah. Sean, when Nancy says she's having a friend over, I bet she means she's fucking the mailman again. <laughs> oh my god! What the <laughs> It's not the mailman. <laughs> Nancy says to shit all over t- Sean's top five, but yet she won't shit on his t- chest. What a hypocrite. Ooh. Yuck. That's disgusting. It is. You poop in the toilet, Thad. It's the only place. And you have to make sure it goes in the bowl, not the yes. upper deck. Yeah, yeah. no upper deckers. Not in my house. Yeah. Or in an odd house. You can shit in an odd house. I'm okay yeah. with that. My top five this week is top five things I do with tampons. What the fuck? Five. I put them in my ear. Put them in my ears for earplugs when Nancy goes on a rant. <laughs> Four, I stuffed him. You see, you defended this guy just 30 seconds ago. And then he's shit, and he's, all, he, he's shit he's all over shit you. Shit all over me. Fuck you, Thad. <laughs> Four, stuff him in my nose when my allergies act up. You know what? I, I, I like to plug my ears once in a while when I go on a rant, so yeah. I gotta agree with him. <laughs> I replaced Tim's toothbrush and he ends up brushing his teeth with that. Wait, that was only three, two. Where's the other three? Well, that was three. Two, I stuffed them under my armpit to keep me dry. Mm-hmm. And drum roll, please. Then one thing I do with a tampon is I put it a used one in hot water to make vampire tea. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Gross. Can you imagine being married to that? Okay, time to go. I need to go outside and dig a huge hole. Nothing in particular. Nothing to see here. Was that it? That's There's it. There's like parts you didn't read? Nope. That's the whole wow. email. He actually kept it kind of clean. Yeah. And, uh, I will never defend him again. And amazingly, I mean, amazingly, like, could you imagine being quarantined with him? Oh, fuck. 
Better not be in quarantine with you, maybe. Not that I am. I'm saying if I had to be. You toot a lot. I can't help it. You like to toot. The only good thing is now we have two levels. I can go to another level. It's a relatively big house. There's plenty (laughs) of places you can hide from Uh, my gas. Thank God it wasn't the apartment I mean to quarantine in. I would have moved out for that time. Yeah. Next up we have our good friend the Otter. Better known as Superfan Tim. Tim writes in, Hey, Queen Essential and Prince Loungeabout. <laughs> it took me a second for that to hit. Queen Essential. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't no queen. Eat a bag of dicks. You know, I'm, 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 I'm more like a peasant, but you are Mr. Loungeabout. Don't even lie. I am working from home. I am oh, working God. diligently. Whatever. Okay. Keeping it short, it's short this week because I am fucking beat. I decided to have a cheat weekend, and now I'm in a carb coba from pizza and beer. <laughs> oh my god! An Easter candy that didn't make it into the pup's basket. Oh, mm, wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that cheesecake was good. Well, it was before I got a taste for real sugar again. He had a cheat his. Beaver, his wife, was making that, that keto cheesecake. Oh, yeah. yeah. It turns out it was actually pretty good, but now he's not so sure since he had real sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Beaver is watching a post-apocalyptic movie called The Domestics. Pretty good action. Weird shit it, but we have a ton of time, so fuck it. What else do you have to do? Mm, yeah. yeah. Time to watch weird shit. Yeah. I would be interested. Here, here's the thing, because, you know... We'll just say Tim knows his shit when it comes to um, firearms. Um, I would be intrigued to hear you talk. So is my sister. Not like Tim. I don't know. Really? Did you ever go to the firing range with her? Military in the family. Anyway. I'd be intrigued to hear what Tim's thoughts are. Go ahead and watch The uh, Angel Has Fallen. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the, um, because oh. Tim loves pulling shit like that yeah. apart. Like, like, you know, because these guys are, in this movie, they're all special ops. Yeah. I'm intrigued to hear what he says about, like, mm-hmm. movies like that. Yeah, we want an email about that next week. Yes. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So. <laughs> easy. Net, don't forget. Netflix. Netflix. It's easy <laughs> to find. You don't have to pay anything for it. <laughs> really? Well, I'm saying, like, you're already, he's already subscribed to Netflix. Oh, okay. It's not like he has to pay extra to get it, like, on a pay-per-view Ooh, or would something. Would that suck if you had to pay extra to watch certain movies on Netflix? That would. Yeah. And lastly, we have our good friend, the Hummingbird, uh, Sarah, who we haven't heard from in quite some time. I do hear from her not again on Twitter, but she writes in, Hello, Sean and Nancy. Even though it might be, she might not remember me, it's a quick write-in, well overdue. Life has been handling it to us all. I remember her. Yes. She was at the episode 200 and 300. I remember. I yeah. sat across the table from her. Yes. I feel Nancy's pain. I'm a frontline worker as well, hmm? and Mr. Hummingbird has no idea what to do with no commute and so much free time in the evenings. I appreciate you. He finally got NHL 20 for the Xbox One, so that fills some time, but other than that, he's like a lost puppy. Oh, wow. That poor guy. I know I have found plenty to do with my free time. Yeah, watch TV. Yes, exactly. Because you definitely ain't doing the shit I asked you to do. 
No, I'm just... I'm kidding. You get to it eventually after you watch, like, ten movies. Just dropping a line to say hello, stay hello. safe, watch your hands, and I can't wait to hear the next top five list. Yeah. Well. She might be bored with mine this week. No. That's the only problem is you have to, like, the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. We're here to entertain the masses. Yeah, but what if somebody's listening? All ten of like, them. <laughs> yeah. I don't like X-Men. What is this shit? Fast forward through her parts. I'm going to fast forward through your parts. And the meatloaf part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people who are going to be like listening to my next five going, what the fuck? Oh, I think I'm going to get a little deeper with my next five because I actually have tomorrow and Wednesday off. I think Wednesday I'm going to get on the old computer and do a little investigating to get a little deeper into my list instead of uh, just these top five fluff pieces. Okay. Yeah. You do that. See how deep I can really get. Okay. And maybe stay away from the alcohol when I'm on here. Okay. So that blurs the judgment a little. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, dear? Um, yes. I just want to let everybody know, have a happy Easter. Have a safe Easter. Please practice social distancing or this is never going to end. Yes. And um, I appreciate everybody else that is up front in the masses too, like me. So, I do appreciate you too. Don't even think just because you're working at home, I don't appreciate you. So, I just want to let everybody know, have a safe holiday. Yes, have a safe and happy Easter. And Target is always closed on Easter. It's not just something they're doing because of this this year. People think that, by the way. Yeah. They kept saying that. So nice. The Target's like, we're closed every Easter. Don't don't let them fool you. (laughs) Yeah. So I just wanted to tell everybody to stay safe. So remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. I can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Nerd. You can also find us on social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And we are a member of a couple of podcasting networks. Uh, We are a member of the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, We were a member of Danger Entertainment, but they have unfortunately decided to shutter their doors from a podcasting standpoint. Really? Yeah. When? I just got noticed on Friday. Aww. Well, I mean, the, the, the guy who runs it, um, Michael Liao, uh, he, it's, it's all, Danger Entertainment is part of, like, he's a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. And he does, so he has, he has a comic book stuff. And he, this is something he was trying to do is, like, making it, like, a multimedia type of deal. Excuse me. And it's, it takes a lot of time. And, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's time he doesn't have. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nobody else has been able to kind of pick up that slack for him. So he's decided to just shutter the doors. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. Um, so, but we are on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network, so give them a Google search. You'll be able to find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. <laughs> and lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, uh, for checking us out each and every I week. I did that for you this week. Thank you. Give the point. Yep. Um, we can't thank you enough for uh, checking us out and enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. We greatly appreciate it. Was there hijinks and shenanigans? There's always hijinks and shenanigans. I don't know if I did any of those. I'll have to step up my game next week. Okay. Well... On that note, the dreamer has awakened. See ya.